evening, remember Foxtrot. Welcome, welcome. We're obviously joined by Taig from Kydex Customs. Hi, Taig. Hi, Taig. Hello. Right? Good evening. Uh, we've got a few people already in the chat. We've got Terry, Kenny, Kieran, Digger, Marky Mark, Les Blank, Dan. Uh, Dan says, hello all. I've missed the last couple of weeks. My apologies, but Rage Files' mum is very demonic on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Jesus I should really read the comments before I put them up on screen. <laughs> yeah. oh, thanks, Dan. Um, well, <laughs> Daniel Brewer, Ryan James, just missing a certain hairy beast. Yes, but unfortunately, Lance isn't uh, able to join us this week. He's not very well. Um, so much love goes out to him and uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. Hi, Stephen, Matthew McCarthy, James McNary. Welcome, welcome, John. Hi, John. Uh, yeah, hello, hello. Hi, James. Got lots of people in. Um, yeah. So we've got some news um, that I know a lot of people have joined us for. So we're going to save that for the end of the show. We're gonna do. We're gonna mix <laughs> yeah. it up. We're gonna do the news at the end. Um, <laughs> Ryan says, "Did John give Lance food poisoning?" No, he didn't. No. <laughs> um, oh, I, fuck's sake! And now Ray just said, "Hang on, it's Dan around my mum's again." I keep telling him I'm not calling him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're cool. you're doing a very Chinese subtitle sort of thing at the moment, Mike. You're uh, talking, and your lips aren't moving. That's how I roll. It's all lip sync. <laughs> I'm actually just AI. I don't actually exist. <laughs> yeah, there is a massive delay. I genuinely thought work. he was just moving his mouth for a yeah. second. <laughs> we'll roll with it. Hopefully it'll fix itself. But Hopefully, hey yeah. No, we got him yeah. grinning like I don't know. Cheshire I think cat. the computer needs an update, to be fair, and I just need a new computer, and it's way too hot to run it, so... We'll see how it goes. Excellent, excellent production <laughs> yeah. value going on on today's show. Um, Taig, obviously we're going to jump straight in and chat to you. How are you? Welcome and thank you for joining us. Yes. You're more than welcome. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I'm doing all right. I'm do we're doing good. We're, we're busy and we're making lots of holsters. So that, as far as things go, that, that's pretty good for us. Yep. I mean, as a holster manufacturer, that's exactly what you want to be doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, you obviously started... Um, airsoft before you were manufacturing Kydex stuff and, and running your yes. Kydex empire. Um, tell us about your kind of origins into airsoft. Um, it was it was very super samey and like the same as everyone else. It started, well, to be fair, I've been playing for 11 or 12 years now. Um, and it kind of started a little bit before that with watching copious and copious amounts of Scout the Dockey videos on YouTube. Um, who I think single-handedly has probably, you know, gotten the majority of the airsoft community into into airsoft, at least in the last, like, 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, it was just watching copious amounts of that, bad action films, um, and I'll, desperately, as a, as a younger man, uh, longingly staring over the Just BB Guns website, going one day <laughs> one day i'll have a two-tone ag um and then fast forward a few years a couple uh one of my mates messaged me out the blue and went hey i started playing airsoft do you want to come with me uh, and i was like yeah um borrowed one of his guns went down to my local site at the time which was a cycle madog airsoft in i oh, want to yeah. say bulldog somewhere in east anglia um 
went down there and that kind of became my my local site when i first started with a few couple of two-tone guns and running around every other weekend whenever my mum would drive me there to i mean a couple of mates there to drop us off um and then kind of when we when we became old enough uh, mates used to drive and uh i i stupidly worked in the catering industry for the first like for the majority of my teenage years so it was just like i never had weekends free so i would get maybe one weekend a month off uh and i would spend that 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 weekend as often um and yeah it's kind of there's a there's been a few there were a few years of driving around the country playing at different sites as often as possible with it with a few mates that could drive uh which is where i met mike uh, and, and lance um far too many years ago um and then after that it was trying i always tell people my local site was the jail um i lived near cambridge mm. i lived near cambridge there over in newark so they're not very local they're about an hour and a half away <laughs> but i still drove there as often as i possibly could and i still drive there as often as i can now um and yeah, somewhere along the lines, I decided to um, to start by making holsters. Really nice. Yeah. Um, just, I, I just remembered. I haven't actually mentioned it to the audience. If anyone has a question for Tag at any point, please feel free to do so. Uh, you know, you can whack it in the chat. You could just put a little cue at the beginning of it. It just helps me find it as we go. Um, so, I mean, I guess the the main question I've got to start off with is why holsters? What what kind of got you into that? Because I mean, that's that's kind of one facet of obviously quite a big range of products mm. that you could go into. So, so there was a, it's a bit of a weird little kind of origin of it, it ties into, I'd been playing for a fair few years, um, ooh, six years, um, had a load of kit, um, was predominantly doing kind of Milsim events and Woodland events. And then, uh, I just, I went with a few mates and we went to the jail and the jail was my first ever real kind of foray into close quarters, built up areas and the possibility of playing in an area um, that has no natural light. So playing in rooms that have no windows or the windows are all boarded up. And I played there once and I went, Oh my God, the majority of this site is absolutely fucking pitch black. This is, this is great. I'd love to have, a, I'd love to have a torch on my pistol. That'd be sick. Um, so I, I basically went, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go on. I think I went on eBay and I bought like a random new pro torch for 50, 60 quid. And then it arrived and I grabbed it. I put it on my pistol. And I went to put it in my Warrior Universal, uh, Warrior Assault Systems Universal. Oh, yeah. I went, nope. oh, <laughs> this, this isn't going to work, is it? Um, so I went, oh, well, I'm a pretty handy bloke. I'm pretty good at making stuff. Um, I've always been good at DIY and stuff like that. I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to... I'd kind of heard of this stuff called Kydex at some point uh, on YouTube. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm a pretty handy guy. I'll, I'll have a go. I'll, I'll see if I can do it. So I um, watched a bunch of tutorials, bought some sheets of, sheets of Kydex off of eBay um, and, and had, a go, had a good go. Um, and... Looking back retrospectively, it was a terrible holster. At the time, <laughs> that was the best holster money could buy. Um, and I kind of made it. And I was like, wow, this actually works. Chucked it my belt, took it the following weekend to uh, to the jail. And I was like, wow, this, this is phenomenal. 
Um, and then I posted about it on Facebook and a couple of my mates were like, Hey, can you, can you make me, can you make me a holster? I've got a, I think one of the first ones I did was, was for a buddy with a CZ SBO one. It kind of like mm -hmm. just been yeah, released yeah. at that point. And there were no holsters on the market for it. And I was like, you know what? I can let me, let me do this for you. Um, and it was at this point I thought, oh, you know what? I better make like a, like a Facebook page or something like that because I don't really want people messaging me. I'll just make like a little Facebook page. Um, so I made the Kydex Customers Facebook page and that was the beginning of 2018. That was January 2018. Um, this was also the time that I was ma still making these holsters in my parents' kitchen. Um, <laughs> I was using the kitchen oven to heat sheets of Kydex, which don't do. Don't do it. It's not worth it. There's horrible chemicals <laughs> in Kydex. I had a quick Google, didn't see anything life-threatening, and um, it wasn't my best decision, if I'm honest. Um, and it was at that point, my, I remember my dad saying to me, God, this, you know, you reckon you could, like, sell these to people? You know, you reckon you could, like, make a living off of it? And I looked at dead in the face, and I just said, no chance. So there's, there's not a demand for it in the UK. Never going to happen. Maybe if I was in the States, maybe. Um, and he's never forgotten that. And he's <laughs> yeah. never going to let me live it down. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it kind of it spiraled out of there. From people people saying, hey, can you, can you make me one of these? Can you make me one of those? Uh, a few people. Obviously, the, the jail is an unbelievably popular site. So I had people being like, oh, I'm at the jail this weekend. Can I give you mm -hmm. my pistol at the end of the day? Um, and you make me a holster and then bring it back in like, a couple of weeks' time when you're next to the site and I'll, and I'll pay you for it. And that worked pretty well. Um, and that was, so obviously I started that in kind of January, um, as it happens in June. Uh, and it was literally a couple of weeks after the last ever Midlands airsoft fair that happened at the jail. Mm -hmm. Um, my, uh, my partner's dad, uh, my partner was going to university in Bristol. Um, and my partner's father was like, Hey, I've been offered a job in Porter's Head and I realized that I can live in Wales and commute to Porter's Head and it will still be shorter than my commute into Cambridge from 30 minutes away from Cambridge. So it took two hours. Um, <laughs> and he was like, so I'm going to buy a house in Wales and uh, you, you want to come like move down to Wales with me? I was like, sure, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> um, so I, I moved down to Wales in, in June, um, got a job. I was still doing it kind of part-time as a bit of a hobby on the side uh, for things at that point. And I'd, it took me until November 2018 uh, where I'd, I'd gotten a job as a personal trainer uh, in when I'd moved to South Wales. Uh, and I'd realised that actually working as a personal trainer, I would have to pull like a, um, I don't know, it was like some silly number of clients that I'd have to do every single week versus making like seven holsters because I had such a low outgoing. So I was like, I'd probably make seven holsters in a week. It's like one a day. That's like yeah, super easy. That's... Um and yeah, I, I took it full time in the November. Um and that was uh, it's kind of yeah, it's been roller coasters ever since really. The main question do you still have that original holster? I do. It's it's somewhere in the <laughs> office. Um, it used to live. I have a set of drawers down here, and it used to live in the bottom drawer of there. 
Uh, but I actually keep things in that bottom drawer now. So I used to look at it too often. <laughs> yeah. So it's not there anymore. It's, uh, yeah, I was looking at it way too often. Like, so you haven't got it in a little glass frame, say it? Like, not this quite, is the first yeah. OG. <laughs> Not so there's a yet. space on the wall behind you. It's definitely, definitely a little bit of scope. Yeah, it definitely it needs to be up on the wall, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have meetings in here. I don't want people looking at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, in terms of the process to make like a Kydex hot without giving away industrial secrets, um, how, I mean, Kydex is obviously a plastic that's, yes. I mean, and, and that's pretty much as far as I know about Kydex. So what, what would be the process from... I know. 100% yep. success so... rate on your knowledge. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Done a lot of research so, for the show in yeah. advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't even Google it. Didn't, didn't even Google it. So I've spelled it wrong. And uh, actually, went, quite awkwardly, I did Google it. It was plastic as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not making holsters out of bamboo or anything. No, there's yeah. no, no chance for that. Um, so basically, Kydex is... Um, uh, it's a thermoplastic. It's a plastic that uh, when it gets hot, it gets soft and formable and moldable. And then when it cools down, it retains the shape. Um, yeah, that's that's generally what thermoplastic means. Um, it's a composite alloy is the term that the Americans use. Uh, it's a mixture between PVC and ABS. It's a somewhat soft plastic, but it's still kind of bendable and, and flexible. Uh, and the reason we use Kydex is Kydex has very, very good, um, oh, I can't remember the word. Basically, it can, uh, like the flexation force that's, that, are that can be applied to it without it losing its shape and like elasticity um, is quite high in terms of soft plastics, soft moldable mm -hmm. plastics. So you can, uh, whereas with, with like something like aluminium, if you were to bend it, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, eventually it would snap. If you do that with Kydex, it won't snap. Um, you have to basically bend it entirely back on itself a couple, like 50 or 60 times before it would even kind of get close to snapping, uh, which is why it's great for holsters because then as you put the pistol in, the holster flexes and then it goes round and it snaps into place. Generally, that's kind of how it works. Um, in terms of how we do it, how the magic happens, um, Greg Wallace in the background. We um, <laughs> it comes in in sheets, which are very bright. There, uh, it comes in little sheets. This is a post-it note holder. Um, they're eight foot by four foot sheets that we get in. Uh, we cut them down to appropriate sizes, um, and then we heat them up in a heat press. Uh, we put them over a vacuum-forming mold that we design and machine in house. Um, we vacuum form it. Um, which vacuum forming is, you'd be surprised. This is my anecdote for vacuum forming. Do you remember open days when you were going to like your middle school or upper school or anything like that? And they had old Henry yeah. Hoover with uh, a big thing that had like toaster elements and you like put it on and the plastic drooped and then you, you pulled the thing, turn the Hoover on and it all sucks down. That's a very primitive form of vacuum forming. Ours, we don't do it that way, but that's the best way of explaining how vacuum forming works to people. Instead of, I don't know, an ashtray or a bookend, whatever it is that you're vacuum forming, um, it's uh, the mold for a holster, which looks suspiciously like this. Suspiciously <laughs> like one of these. Definitely not for an unreleased product. Um, and it's just <laughs> on my desk. Um, very well prepared for this. Um, so it, uh, it comes off like that. 
Um, and then you will have basically what we refer to as a shell. It's like a, a two millimeter piece of plastic formed in the shape of the, uh, of the mold. Uh, we then take that, we drill a couple of holes in it. Uh, we now slap it in the CNC, uh, put it onto some fixturing, uh, press the big green button. It cuts it out. It drills the holes. It's all good. Uh, we buff it. We heat up the middle. We fold it so it looks a bit more holster shaped. So we, you know, it's all butterflied out. Mm -hmm. We fold it. It's a bit more holster shaped. Um, we slap some screws in it, chuck it in the box, send it out. It's easy peasy, really. You know. <laughs> it's easy, easy money. Anyone can do. It. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you want? To, do you want Andy? Do you want to just bounce between those questions? Because I've got like a million written down here. I don't want to. I don't want well, to yeah. Monopolize um, the. Uh... No, no, no. It's one. I was literally, literally, I was fascinated by the whole process. Yeah, well, that's I'm the thing. Very, that's why I... I'm very disappointed that you don't use Henry, though. That you don't use loads of Henry. We don't use in Henry, my head, no, we... hundreds of Henry Hoovers all lined up that you run along pressing the buttons. It's it's a lot more boring than that. It's like industrial vacuum pumps. They're, they're... They're, they don't even have faces on. It's really disappointing. Oh. <laughs> Just make a note. We need to send Tag some googly eyes. Googly <laughs> yeah. eyes and a sharpie. Yes. Yeah. We'll send what's him some the, stickers. Um, what's the largest thing? What's the largest thing you've ever made, like a holster or, or something for? Like, I mean, I'm, I, I, don't, I can't imagine what the size of these sheets are that you can sort of. Well, you get so the sheets. Are, the sheets that come in are eight foot by four foot, which is two point four meters by one point two meters. They're pretty big, about the same size as me. No, that's a joke. Um, no, um, they're, they're eight foot by four foot. So in theory, you could mold anything eight foot, eight feet by four feet. Um, the best example I can give for like the size of things that you can use uh, is not us. It's not what we do. Um, one of the things that Kydex was used for in the last kind of few years is remember the Nightingale Hospital um, at the convention center during COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There were there were a couple of companies we got asked to do it and we kind of we were like we're not set up to do that sort of stuff. Um, they were doing what's called deep draw vacuum forming, basically the same thing. Um, they were making uh, sink basins uh, out of Kydex um, for the Nightingale hospitals um, because it's uh, Kydex is antimicrobial, so it doesn't absorb um, like microbes and germs and stuff like that, uh, and it's waterproof uh, and it's in terms of other plastics, it's pretty cheap. Um, so it's kind of like that, that's something that people use it for. They, um, the other use is the backs of aeroplane seats. Um, huh. So kind of if you imagine there's like that hard plastic outer seat that's got like your TV and your mm -hmm. little tray, um, that's mm. usually Kydex. Um, it's a different type of Kydex than the one that we use um, because Kydex has a really good fire rating, so it's good for aeroplanes. Um, but in terms for us, the biggest thing that we've made and it's not in the office, so I can't grab it. And it will actually be available later this year uh, for release. It's fine. We've already announced it. We showed it to people at Midlands. Um, is uh, an MP7 holster. That's the biggest thing Ooh. that we've made so far. So um, if you if you imagine laid out an MP7, cut in half and butterflied out, about that big is as big as we usually make stuff. Anything bigger than that, and I need to buy like a bigger vacuum former and a bigger yeah. heat press and stuff, but. Predominantly, I was thinking you can almost you can almost make like a Kydex suit of armor as a uh, display stand. Oh, you, piece, sort of a, you definitely could. We've cool. um, we have been. Uh, you enough, tell me my mind goes. Like you go, I've got oh. a big sheet. Oh, I can do. <laughs> we've had a few. 
we have had quite a few of like the sci-fi cosplay people come out and they're like, oh hey, I've got this sci-fi, I've got this like sci-fi armor idea for a cosplay or to play, mm-hmm. you know, play airsoft in. Um, can you design this and make this? And it's like, yeah, sure. It's going to be very expensive. This is definitely not the best way to do it, but sure, we can definitely do it. Um, you know, Kydex is relatively impact resistant. Sure, why not? Cool. Oh, that would wow. be pretty weird yeah. to see. Have you made any of those in? No. Uh, people normally message us and then I give them a price and then I never hear back from them. Um, <laughs> but you'd have guessed getting like an entire sci fi suit of armor made was expensive. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a question, Andy? Oh, I'm back. No, no, sorry. My uh, The hotel internet is being a dick. So <laughs> the the pause there was me generally pausing in life, looking at the Wi-Fi signal dropping slowly. <laughs> there's um there's a couple of questions that have come in from the audience, um, as well as some general statements. So Rage says the jail is my first airsoft site. Pistol only nights on a Wednesday, and it's local to me about 15 minutes away. So that's kind of cool. Jealous of that. Uh, they have apparently a sports field now as well, so they have a lot more outside space too. Sounds cool. I haven't I'm played it myself. We'll have to. We'll have to. Head oh up. man! And I mean, there's no one. There's there, there, there's no one in the in the, the comments that's like affiliated, like a site owner. But um, I would genuinely say that the jail has ruined airsoft for me because no site really compares to it. If I'm honest, I play. I play like I play at local sites and they're great. But I always walk away going, "What's good to the jail though?" Is it? I mean. <laughs> yeah. I read, semi-regularly at least i don't play very often anymore um but the chance of like like i will usually try and get there at least once a year and it's like a three and a half hour drive from south wales um mm. it's worth it every single time it is it is genuinely one of the best best run sites and one of the coolest areas to play in um obviously the, if anyone that doesn't know the jail is uh, an old correctional facility um mm. that's been airsoft sitified um and it plays really really well and it's just very very well run yeah they're, they're changing it all at the moment as well so they're they've ripped down all the old uh like maze structures and things and they're redoing it apparently so that would be really cool i think i'll have to head up there at some point i think i go there so infrequently it changes every time i go it's like <laughs> <laughs> Made these changes 18 months ago, taking them. Oh wow, oh, everything's moved. <laughs> like a whole new site. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we go up, we'll drop you a message and you can come and join us. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. we'll have, we'll have like a no day out. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple questions. So, Ryan, for mm. some reason, called you Twig. Um, I'm assuming that t- W and A are next to each other on the keyboard. <laughs> hey, have you Close tried enough. to chip in uh, Spartan or Gloucester prison much closer to us? Uh, Ryan's in Wales as well, by the way. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Unfortunately, I don't get out very, very often. I am. Um, to be fair, I say I used to work in catering and I never got weekends. Now I run my own business and I don't get weekends. Um, but no, they're on the list. They're on the list. But that list doesn't seem to have gone down at all for the last kind of four or five years, if I'm honest. <laughs> Just keeps getting longer, doesn't it? It does. More so, well, I think more sites, more sites have probably closed than have been added onto the list. You know, the list started in 2019. 
Uh, Darren says, you need to play at my site, Holman's Test Mine in Cornwall, two miles of underground tunnels. That's another one I really want to get to. Yeah, yeah, that is, sounds sounds fun, yeah. that one. We need, we need to just have like a NoFo on tour. That, that's what we do. We'll just get a minibus and we'll just pick tour. people up as we go around. That'd be great. That, was, <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Basically, that, was, that was basically what me and Carlo did for about four years. Nah, probably not four years, for three years. Um, which was why we ended up playing at, uh, at APOC when we did. Uh, is literally we would he would pick me up and we would just drive to a different a different site every kind of few weeks uh, and that was inadvertently I wasn't running the business at that point it was the best networking I could ever do I know everyone uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah well a lot to be fair a lot of people are like oh man I knew you when you were like seventeen and I'm like I've progressed great I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> yeah. Take uh, Harry says Take sounds like a chap after my own heart. I'm on the cusp of getting a vacuum former for body armor, but a laser cutting is my next buy. Then CNC and then a vac former. So Harry's kind of our, our resident uh, listener who just makes stuff, really cool stuff. Um, so I think I think from you That's, might correct yeah. me, Harry, but I think he's working on some aliens armor at the moment, um, which would be pretty cool. It's the way to go it's, again, man after my heart as well. Like that's. <laughs> They may be different. They may be on different levels, but like that's most of the machinery we have here. We've got a nice big laser cutter. We've got a big half CNC, uh, three-axis mill. Um, we've got. I've just built two more vacuum formers. Um, band saws and drills and all that boring mm. stuff. Three um, D printers. Three D printers are so helpful for for weird little things that we need in the workshop or weird little. I you know weird little stuff. Oh, I need a way to hold this awkward thing on a hanger i'll just, just 3d print something it'd be fine um yeah you can go you can go a long way with a couple of a couple of good industrial machines uh pegasus says heading to the jail this weekend definitely excited for it ryan's telling me off because it was an autocorrect sorry ryan um, <laughs> the problem is i just read the comments when they appear and it just amused me that it said twig um kieran says chippenham is my local site it's a good site uh, and Rage says Gloucester Prison is like a traditional idea of a prison. The jail is three separate buildings, as it is an old open prison, James. Yeah. So. Yeah, Gloucester Prison is actually cool. quite nice. As as prisons go. As prisons go. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not a prison anymore. It's an airsoft site now. <laughs> yeah. I still uh, want to Mark stay Mark there. Says, <laughs> Marky Mark says your first holster. She keep it in a glass box like our man's first arc reactor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And a, little, a little metal plaque on the outside, that'd be cool. Proof, proof that Tate um, makes right. mistakes. <laughs> We're all human, Tate. Uh, right, first first practical question that Pegasus says, do you apply the wrap before or after moulding? Before. So it goes, on, uh, mm. it goes on flat sheets of Kydex, which is why if anyone ever messages, messages us and says, hey, can I change my wrap or can you wrap this other product? We say no, because we can't. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like the most, it's we done. tried it. <laughs> we tried it when we first started offering it. It takes so long, not worth it. It is, it is not worth it. We Because we make all of our own tooling and design all of our own tooling in-house, all of our tooling is specifically made to then give us the best results with fabric wrapping stuff because fabric mm -hmm. wrapped Kydex is a very awkward beast. Um, but there are people out there that, that wrap things. Um, 
which they get great results, but I, I'm try making 200 holsters a month that take 10 hours to fabric wrap. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't quite work out for us, unfortunately. So do you just stick it, you just stick the fabric over the sheet and then do your cuts? And yeah, so it's, like when it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically when it's a flat sheet before it's even been molded, um, it gets our special magic adhesive uh, and then it gets the fabric on it. And then we, then we heat it, then we form it um, and then we cut everything out and fold it all. Um, I would show you an example, but I've actually folded them all and turned them all into holsters earlier today. So <laughs> Interestingly, Darren, Darren's got a question. He says, looking forward to my Kydex customs gear to land. Do you do mm -hmm. custom wrap M4 mag pouches? I want some to match the holster that I've ordered, night vision camo, and keep up the hard work. So we do, we do, 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 do. Um, Two, ooh, two parts of that. We do offer, I assume by night vision camo, he means desert night camo, yeah. uh, which is this funky, wonderful pattern that everyone loves. Um, so we do that. And we do also do M4 mag carriers. Um, they're not kind of traditional mag pouches. They are hard carriers, usually designed to go on belts. But yeah, we do them. Um, everything that we offer as or with a fabric wrapped option we offer in all of the fabric wraps that we have in stock, if that makes sense. So there's no kind of exclusive patterns to a particular product. All of them are either, they can be fabric wrapped or they can't be fabric wrapped just due to the shape and the geometry of the, the product. Um, but yes, we do do fabric wrapped and uh, format carriers. And yes, you can have them in Desert Mac Hammer. Cool. And it looks like so you might get an order coming in this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got like a how many how many different sort of camo patterns and wraps have you got roughly? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I know that I want to say at one point it was thirteen. Um, wow. So uh, color wraps we've got four, eight, ten, twelve, uh, eleven, twelve, thirty, forty, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen different colored camo wrap options. Um, plus uh, black, normal black kydex, olive drab kydex, and, and coyote brown kydex. Uh, it means makes tracking things a bit of a nightmare. Um, and we do also have some more fabric on the way that we might be adding to the website, depending on what it looks like and how it comes out. Uh, but yeah, whatever that was, 17, 16? Yeah, mm -hmm. 17. That's, yeah, nice. that's quite a lot of colours. Uh, yeah, that's quite got, <laughs> yeah. We, we have some weird, some weird stuff. Like obviously, like Desert Night Camo, um, yeah, that's... is is not popular in the UK at all. Um, it's very popular over in the states. We we sell pretty three quarters of the Desert Night Camo stuff that we sell go over to the states. But, you know, we have like the weird stuff. We've got like Pencock Green Zone, Jungle Tiger Stripe, Rhodesian Brush Stroke, um, like AOR One, AOR Two, all the multicams, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, we we enjoy kind of having those kind of extra things that you know we might we might only sell them once in a blue moon but for that one customer it was oh my god no one ever sells any like no one sells stuff in pencock green zone trying to get you know anything in pencock green zone is next right. to impossible um especially when it comes to like mag carriers and stuff like that we sell no end of kind of tac 41 uh srs vsr 10 um, Pancock Green Zone mag carriers. 
because like there's no other option there's literally no other options on the website uh, on the website um there are no other options elsewhere for those specific mag carriers in pencock green zone because just no one makes them no that's really cool something i was quite keen to ask um the you've obviously kind of moved into belt setups as well now yes so are they are they your own belts or are they are they made for you or are, what what what's kind of because obviously that's a so, slight shift away from kydex per it, se it is it is so a little a little while ago we sort of went you know what we have a lot of cool non kydex products that we want to make um we it started with kind of um like sls 3d printed things made of like PA12 nylon, not normal 3D printed things that are, you know, much better uh, injection molded equivalent sort of things. Um, and we kind of went, oh, you know what, we could probably just kind of, no one seems to care that it wasn't made of Kydex, even though we're called Kydex Customs. Um, so we kind of turned around and went, oh, you know what? Yeah, we get asked about shooters belts. Ah, oh, what belt would you recommend? What belt do you guys use? What belt is in this photo? Um, on like a daily basis. So we turned around and we said, well, what belt do we all run? And I had, uh, I had one of, uh, one of said belts, uh, the company formerly known as FRV Tailoring. I'd had one of their belts for kind of since 2018, 2019 at that point, And it was holding up unbelievably well. Um, two of my employees also had their belts. They'd only had them for a, like a year or two, but they were still very happy with them. Um, I'd briefly kind of spoken with FRV tailoring in the past because we'd done a couple of bits and bobs for them, uh, backpack liners and stuff like that. She's Kydex and a few other bits and bobs. Um, I turned around and said, Hey, would you guys, um, be happy with us, you know, stocking your belts? And they were like, yeah, we're more than, more than happy to, to, to do that and i was like sweet so we we bought an unbelievable amount of their belts in um this was before we had the building next door as well and it took up literally we had like these huge like industrial shelves um that had pvc pipes poking up the side of them with every different size of belt at two inch increments uh in <laughs> four different colors and it took up the entire the entire room um it was like you had to kind of walk sideways everywhere you went in here um, and it got to, the got to the point that we were ordering, we were ordering more of their belts than they were selling of their, their own belts. And they wow. sort of went, oh, you, I was kind of like, oh, can we make a couple of changes and this, that and the other? And they were like, yeah. And I said, oh, do you guys mind if we like brand them as our own? And they were like, yeah, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, so like our belts are slightly different to their belts. They're basically the same. Um, and but ours are Kydex Customs branded. We say that it's made by the two two LE manufacturing now, formerly known as FRV Tailoring. Um, but we, um, you know, we, we basically we we don't hide it. I'm craft at sewing. You wouldn't want a belt that was made by me. I make a I make some <laughs> prototypes and stuff um, every now and then, and they're all crap. Um, so you know, we don't hide who makes them. Um, we but they are branded as ours because it's effectively mm -hmm. our tweaks and changes uh we do have more kind of nylon good products um in the works at the moment um and then we're also looking at stocking some products that aren't 
art design, they're made by other people, and we're effectively just a traditional retailer on that front. We already do that with kind of Vortex and stuff like that, um, Olight and those sort of companies. Uh, but yeah, we kind of are sort of expanding a little bit, just generally into kind of the, the tactical gear space, really. So um, just quickly, if someone um, wanted something a little bit out of the ordinary, so say, um, I don't know, like an MVG holder uh, or something, would that be something that they could send off to you guys and you would make that for them, obviously uh, at a cost? Are you, limited, are you limiting yourself to what you do or are you more than happy to kind of like take custom orders? So it's, it's a funny one. We're called Kydex Customs. Um, we don't do a crazy amount of custom work anymore. Uh, when it's, when we, when I started the business, uh, everything was custom because we didn't have molds. We didn't have tooling. We didn't have any of that. I was literally taping things to a gun and then sandwiching it between pieces of foam. <laughs> um, whereas now it's very different. Uh, and you know, we, we invest thousands of pounds, uh, every month just into tooling and stuff alone. Um, when it comes to custom stuff, uh, it's always yes, but no. Um, we can do custom stuff. Uh, we do a decent amount of knife sheets every month for people. Um, the only kind of caveat towards that sort of stuff is obviously there's a cost involved. Um, you know, we sometimes we can usually eat a bit of a cost. So like recently we had a customer come to us and he said, hey, can you do me uh, a Glock holster with, for a TLR 9, which is like a long streamlined torch. And I said, oh, you know what? I'll tell you what, we'll, what we'll do is we'll just charge you what we would normally charge for that kind of holster. Uh, but you send your, your pistol and your torch over to us. Uh, and we actually just use that as an opportunity to design and model uh, all the tooling here. Um, and it was kind of like a way of maybe taking the sting out of the tooling cost or something like that. Might, and then yeah, we yeah. obviously then put that on the website for people in the future to order. Um, you know, that customer hasn't paid anything extra, but they've gotten something kind of bumped up the queue and they've come out with a quality product. Um, stuff kind of random, random little products and little projects. We do, we do do them. Um, stuff like, you know, I want a way of carrying my night vision. You know, we would kind of make a protective carrier and that sort of stuff. We've done snorkel carriers for special people. Uh, we've done all kinds of random bits and bobs that you wouldn't believe that we, we've done. Um, some of our best-selling products were from people asking, hey, can you make XYZ? We had, you know, can you make us a shotgun carrier uh, for, for months and months and months? And eventually I had a customer that said, oh, I'm happy to drive down to Wales and drop my shotgun, my TM Breacher off with you for a couple of weeks um, if you can make me a carrier. So I sat and thought about it and I designed a carrier and I made it. Uh, and that's one of our, our best-selling products. We sell that to to police departments and military departments kind of oh, every wow. single month. Yeah. We, we sell an like, unbelievable amount of them. Um, and that started as a customer saying, uh, or a fair few customers saying, hey, can you make this? No, oh, wow. that's I mean, pretty cool. You, you mentioned, obviously, the, the um, you're obviously not just selling to airsofters because, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of this, but... How, how much of your business is kind of split between airsoft and then real steel type stuff? I mean, I, I from, from chatting to you before the show, I'm aware that you've got some yeah. cool, cool <laughs> very, very secretive stuff that I don't know. I'd like to clarify. Yeah. Didn't no. tell us any information about this no, in case there's anyone from, from anyone. The, door gets, <laughs> the yeah. door gets breached. Ropes come down from the ceiling. Um, 
no so so basically it's we're kind of a multi a multi kind of channel business where we have some some work comes in from police and military stuff that's predominantly in the form of contracts and hey can a lot of hey can you make um which we don't get to talk about um a lot of the time we're kind of stuck under yeah we are like oh you can say you're making something for an irish police department great that's not you can't really market that um or, or it's like you can say you're making something for an irish police department but you're not allowed to say what it is it's like well <laughs> that's so vague you can't just <laughs> put that out into the world um so we do so we have that section they tend to come in the form of uh either direct to consumer so like an entire unit will place an order through the, the tendering system that happens part of the police um or we do have like an official tendering contract, like we're working on uh, a Ukrainian defense contract at the moment, uh, which is obviously why kind of everything's a bit wonky on the website and our lead time is extended and stuff. So that's kind of one chunk of our web of our, our business that we just don't really get to talk about. Um, the middle chunk is kind of competitive shooters and um, like long range precision shooters. So guys doing UK three gun, long uh, UK precision mm -hmm. shooting, um, a bit of like long barrel pistol stuff. You'll notice that we do a fair few 22 pistol mag carriers and stuff like that. Um, 15-22 shooting, that sort of stuff. And then still our main our main kind of section is airsoft. There is a bit of like bushcraft stuff with like knife sheaths, but that's kind of it. Do it doesn't make up a sizable amount. It's kind of mm. we'll do one every every now and then. Um, the exception of basically more knife sheets are basically the only off-the-shelf product we have for that kind of area. Um, but Airsoft makes up the pre predominantly Airsoft stuff. Um, there's probably 60% Airsoft, 40% the other two. And then there is there is also OEM work sprinkled in there where we make products for other companies, but we don't get to talk about it. <laughs> um, we've we've uh trying to explain that to my accountant uh in the past or our accountant uh and he's like oh do you not think you're spreading yourself thin uh and my argument for that is basically everything we do is made of the same material it's all made of it's all made of kydex it's all using the same processes it's just you know a slightly different bucket for a different thing to go in you know, it doesn't matter if it holds a 12-gauge shotgun magazine versus an airsoft pistol magazine, or it holds an airsoft pistol, or it holds a shotgun. It doesn't make a difference. Um, you know, we, we're using the same techniques, the same systems, the same drill bits, the same material, the same people. Uh, it doesn't make a difference to us. It just goes to a slightly different end user. Um, so we kind of, that's why our website is a little bit of kind of there's a lot of random stuff that you're like why are they selling that and it's like it's because that's our, our customer base is somewhere in that realm um mm -hmm. you know we get a lot of why do you guys make rangefinder carriers well it's not because we do a lot with precision shooters uh, and one of the literally one of the biggest shooting ranges in the uk is 15 minutes away from my house and we get on swimmingly with the guys that own it and the guys that run the shop there 
and all the long-range precision shooting competitions happen at that range. Uh, and a bunch of them asked us for range finder carriers. <laughs> so like, that's why they're on the website. It's not necessarily an airsoft thing. Or like um, tourniquet carriers. That's that's another one is, mm-hmm. you know, we people say, oh, you're taking airsoft a bit seriously, carrying a tourniquet. Um, it's like, well, the police take policing quite seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they like them. <laughs> um, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's... It is a kind of a bit of a multifaceted sort of area, but we um, we, we try our best to kind of make everything as and you know our qualities and, and everything's remain the same regardless of the same do. They're just slightly different shapes, basically. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so we've also um, got a few. Uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, go what on. Are you going? Yeah, we got we got a few questions that have come in. Um, uh, Daniel uh, Brewer has asked, uh, hey, Tig, um, do you make uh, to order or do you have uh, stocks ready to ship? Um, Both. Both is the answer. Um, So you can't see anything behind me because we're in the office. So the the room behind that door is half of the manufacturing facility, uh, which is where all the dusty, horrible stuff happens. Uh, The room that way is the CNC. And then we have a whole other building next door, uh, which is a warehouse. And that is pre- like almost entirely stock for all of our mag carriers, holsters, pistol mag carriers, belts, uh, off-the-shelf kind of retail products, all the mounts and stuff like that. Um, generally, we generally keep in stock all the Kydex colors and multicam in right-handed. We don't, the only time we ever carry left-handed stock is when we accidentally make a left-handed holster. When a right-handed one was ordered. That's the only time we ever carry extra stock for left-handed stuff. Because <laughs> it's it makes up less than 1% of our orders are left-handed. But we always have left-handed tooling for everything. Um, so we don't want people to feel kind of neglected. Um, <laughs> some of my best friends are left-handed. Um, the, so yeah, so we keep some things in stock. But all of your kind of multicam black or Pencock green zone or M81 woodland, all that stuff is is usually made to order. Um, we'll sometimes make extra stuff if we have, we do a fair bit of kind of photo shoot stuff for people where they'll ask us, a magazine publication will say, hey, we need some M81 woodland products for a spread we're doing about M81 woodland. So we'll make some M81 woodland stuff. They'll use them. Um, they'll send them back. And eat. if they're, they have literally been sat on a table and taken a photo of, then they go into the stock system. If they've been used and they're kind of a little bit beaten up, then the staff get them. Um, but yeah, for the most part, everything is that's black, coyote brown or olive drab is in stock. Um, and everything that's fabric wrapped is made to order. Hmm. We Yeah, we have about 200 odd variations per product per model of pistol so we would need a noticeably bigger building to carry everything in yeah. stock <laughs> um, and yeah there's not too many people ordering left handed AOR1 Desert Eagle holsters or you know mm. we've got some real peculiar pistols M93Rs and stuff like that you know 
that, that we don't sell a crazy number of, but we do sell them to people and people who own those pistols, uh, but carrying stock of all of those random, really obscure things that we sell once in a blue moon just doesn't make sense as a business. So that yeah. stuff is made to order. Is it quite a quick turnaround with the made to order stuff? Um, usually, yes. Um, so like at the moment, well, like traditionally, we quote up to three weeks. Um, but like 90% of orders ship out between one and two weeks. A lot of orders, if it's something that we refer to as just off the shelf. So it's like mag inserts, certain mag carriers that we carry, you know, 30, 40 of in stock. Um, they usually ship out same day or next day. The, the lead, the lead time stuff is predominantly kind of one to two weeks, um, three weeks at the absolute worst. Three usually only ever happens to be three weeks when we have contracts on retailers have ordered stuff or someone's been on holiday. It's never, it's never me. Um, or we have an event <laughs> or something. I sleep in the workshop, you know, can't get away from this place. Um, you know, so that's usually only the only time that it goes up to three weeks. Incidentally, at the moment, it's five weeks. Uh, <laughs> because we're working on a, a massive Ukrainian defense contract um, for a lot of holsters. And we have very, very, very tight deadlines. Um, so it's up to five weeks at the moment for anything that was placed after like the 8th or 9th of June. Um, and we're very transparent about our lead times. We're very transparent about if there's delays. Um, I was telling the guys the other day, I had a wonderful workshop accident the other day that kept me out of the workshop for about three days, which we don't realize it, but had huge knock-on effects because I couldn't really do my job for about another week. But um, it meant that we kind of just ended up emailing people and saying, hey, sorry, your stuff's going to be delayed. Uh, the boss is an idiot. Um and try to chop his finger off so you know usually three weeks at the worst at the moment it's five weeks at the worst because we're super busy helping ukraine out basically oh. so i think in, in terms of like yeah. reasons it's a pretty decent reason yeah so we've had a we've got quite a few uh people uh that listen to the show that run um uh dd uh, uh pm is it dd pm DDP. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Desert, Desert DPM. Yes. Yeah. Um, is that something that you're able to do? Is that a camo so that you've got? Uh, yes, that. Uh, one. It's it's not one that we have to hand, but providing we can find the fabric, and enough people are like, yeah, I want it. Sometimes we'll put a post out and say, hey, do, uh, is there anyone actually interested in this pattern? Um, you know, or we'll say, oh, what camo patterns would people like? Um, you always get the one person that says, hi, can I get some Bosnian blimbleblam <laughs> camo that went out of production in 1941? And we say, if you find the fabric and you send the fabric to us, we'll wrap a holster in it. And it never materializes, and I can't understand why. <laughs> yeah. um, no one's driving to Bosnia. Um, but yeah, we... Um, if we you can find the fabric, or if we any of our suppliers have the fabric, we'll do it. Um, you know, luckily the the fabric is usually the the cheapest part of the of the fabric wrapping process. The adhesive is unbelievably expensive, and the man hours are unbelievably expensive. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, with the exception of AOR two, AOR two is four hundred pounds a meter. So wow, yeah, um, 
it stings when we have to re- have to order more of that. Thankfully, <laughs> it's not massively popular. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So like G- uh, GDPM, if we can find a supplier for it, or if you guys have a supplier already in mind, or someone has a roll of it up in their loft, um, just boss us a, a Facebook message or an email at sales at kydexcustomsuk.com, um, and we can sort out getting that sorted for you, basically. Nice and easy. Is it any fabric, okay. or is it or is it a case of a special sort of fabric? So, I mean, for example, for example, if you like, I don't know, literally just found bricoflage, say, like uh, just oh, found you a and random, your bloody random bricoflage, fabric, <laughs> just just putting that one out there. Um, if I could find you some bricoflage fabric, does it need to be like a certain type bricoflage? of fabric? Bricoflage is a uh, spoof product that was uh, released as an April Fool's about the British Army. Oh, as in, as in, like terracotta bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So right, I'm trying to right, find okay. someone to make me a bricoflage you back. Because <laughs> you um, know, why not? Generally, as a rule of thumb, we go for like 500 denier cordura or a thousand denier cordura. That's kind of like the material like your plate carrier is made out of. Um, that's generally what we go with simply because. Um, if it's TPU coated, which a lot of like waterproof fabrics are, like Bergen material, um, the adhesive doesn't stick to it and it just peels straight off. It's like cling film. Um, and then if it's cotton based, we have done cotton based stuff with like a, we got some custom cotton twill printed. Uh, it was World War II splinter tarn, um, which apparently right, is popular. Yeah. Um, we got some customers after that. Um, where we basically got the fabric made and the only place that could do it would do it in in cotton twill. And it like it looks fine, but because it's cotton, you can't like seal singe the edges. You know, like if you hit a lighter on some nylon based fabric, it goes and it melts down and you tap it. Cotton just burns. So you just kind of end up with a sort of weird looking, kind of slightly frayed holster most of the time that you can't really clean up. So generally we say Cordura or like any kind of nylon based fabric, which for most camos is about, you know, it's usually available somewhere. Or if you really, really are desperate for something, you can pay to get it made. It's not awfully mm. expensive, but you know, it's expensive for a mm. one off for us. Sort of thing. Hmm. Oh, fair enough. That's cool. Um, that actually leads on to Ryan James's comment. Um, how much time do you spend on R&D and how do you decide when uh, a new pistol comes out if you make uh, a mould for it? Mould, I'm guessing. Big fan of making moulds. Moulds. Um, <laughs> so, I'm lucky enough, R&D is almost entirely my job. Um, that's the part of the process I really like. Um, after you've made 6,000 holsters by yourself, making holsters is a bit boring. Um, so I kind of got a bit interested in CNC machines and R&D and lean manufacturing and CAD and CAM and all that fun stuff, all those buzzwords. Um, and generally, there's a few kind of reasons. One of them is we get a lot of people asking for it. You know, we'll have, if we have, you know, 15, 20 people say, hey, can you make us a holster for a uh, whatever you know, shotgun ma70 um and we go uh yeah 
no, I think I could, yeah, I look at it and I go, that's not awful. That's not a horrific shape. We can probably make a holster for that. Um, that's fine. Um, the other one is, like I said before, if a customer is happy to send it to us and I think we will get orders for it in the future, that's stung us a couple of times. But for the most part, you know, if I go, oh, you know, what? I reckon that we'll sell that in the future, we'll say, post us your pistol or we'll buy the pistol or we'll buy the torch or whatever. Um, torches is a bit of a uh, pistol is much easier for us to do um because we're cross compatible with all of our torches so all of the pistols that we make all the light bearing holsters we make all accept the same torches if we just had one that fit around the torch it would be amazing um so from that cab from that point it's basically yeah i think we'll sell those uh and then the other side of it is we have people that say i would like this Price is no object. And we say, sure, that's great. We'll sell them to you at the normal price, but you've got to order like 15 or 20. Um, and then people just come and place an order with them. Um, sometimes we will look at something that has just been released that's like shit hot and we'll go, we need to buy one of those. Um, but really, we tend not to jump the gun. Uh, I mean, like we, we jumped the gun with the, the last time we properly, properly did it was the CZ Shadow 2, which... Mm -hmm. I want to say it was like 2019 i think yeah i'm pretty sure it was like june july 20 2019 um we haven't done it since just because you never know what gun is going to be popular um you know really like we've spent we we've had some models that i've been like that is going to be a bestseller we're gonna we're gonna sell loads of those as soon as we release it and we'll sell like a handful uh and then we have other things like the chapa rhino that we made on a bit of a whim because we were like, ah, it looks pretty simple and straightforward for us to make. We'll make a Chiapa Rhino hostel. I think a couple of people had asked for them. Um, we made those and we sell them by the bucket loads. Uh, and especially <laughs> over to the States. We, we ship loads of them over to the States because no one makes Chiapa Rhino holsters. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a particularly straightforward answer, unfortunately. That seems to be my go-to at the moment. Um, but yeah, I do all the R&D and it's sort of guessing stuff. I mean, who'd have looked at the AAPO one and thought that's going to be the best selling pistol for the next three years. Hate it. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have, who'd have looked at that? Yeah. No, one's I really like it. the Makita, the Makita set, you know, it drill. turns it into a drill. Oh, right, yeah. I'll be honest. That's <laughs> if, if I was to buy that, that would be the selling point for me just because I think it'd be a really cool LARP item to be like wandering around like, but other than that yeah I, I would agree with you on the front <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it, so i had a question a in game. terms of yeah in terms of your your holsters why are you better than other holsters because i know Did that I you it? and i you and i had a bit of a <laughs> uh, a facebook uh tete a tete about because <laughs> I, I quite like the black hawk serpa and i know why you don't like them and i get it <laughs> i do get it <laughs> why are yours better than other people's um so hang on i'm grabbing a talking point but i can't get it off because it's on a stand there we go here's a talking point um so there's lots of, there, there, there's lots of reasons um if you're feeling patriotic they're made in a dungeon in wales um actually we say they're made in the uk now i used to say they were made in england and then i moved to wales and now they're made in the uk 
I don't want to put a drag on it. You can't drive 50 metres down the road in Wales without seeing a dragon. Uh, and as an Englishman, it doesn't do anything for me, unfortunately. Um, so there's, there's a couple of reasons. Um, obviously, I'm in charge of R&D, so I do everything that comes to the design of the products. Um, every single thing, we will redo entire moulds. You know, we'll do, do this entire thing again, which is, you know, tying up a £50,000 machine, a uh, few hundred quid in machining plastic, hours of time, hours of my time to redesign things, uh, to move something 0.25 of a millimetre. You know, we're, we're basically offering the best possible product that we can make. And we say that on the website. I don't, I don't agree with, this is the best product. The, we make the best product. We are the best. Everything we do is the best. Um, and you'll see on the website that we say, um, these are the best products that we can possibly make. Because they are. And you know what? When we were making them two years ago, they were slightly different products. But at the time, they were the best products that we could possibly make. It doesn't mean that they're worse products. It just means that at that point in time, they were at the limit of our capabilities. And that the same is true now. We're constantly updating and redoing designs. Um, even if something isn't a massively popular seller, but we then look at it and we go, I could improve that if I just do that. I'll do it. And then, you know, we'll pop any extra stock we have in the, the discount sales clearance section on the website and we'll just update it. Uh, and it might not be the best business decision, but it's a better product than we could make yesterday. And it's a better product that we can offer the customers. Um, but apart from, from that, it's things that we bake into the products. Um, so especially our pro series, our pro series holsters are like our all singing, all dancing holsters. They fit torch. They fit, well, the light bearing ones fit torches, but they don't just fit one torch. They'll fit two, three, four, five, six different models of torch, especially the own lights. They're constantly bringing out new models that I have to change things. Um, you know, so from that perspective, they're, they're, they're like that. We build adjustable retention into every holster that we make, pro series wise. The bare bones ones don't have it, but um, all of the pro series have adjustable retention, so you can tighten it and tweak it and fiddle with it and get it so it's just right. So, like, if you know you're really into like the the speed, the speed softy side of things, you can have it super light, so it only just holds your pistol. You can draw lightning fast, or if you're a Milson player, you don't trust your your holster and you go oh no i want to tighten it way down in case it falls out not that it will but you know they want that little extra bit of security um you know all of our holsters are rmr cut in case you want to put a red dot on your pistol um it's not a massive for things that don't have it out the box in airsoft it's not a huge thing but over on the real steel side of things milling a slide to get, an, get a red dot on it is pretty common practice um more airsoft pistols that are offering it as an off the box off the shelf out the box solution but you know it's something that that we want to cater for um we do a lot of we refer to it as like common sense design we realize that common sense ain't that common but it's stuff like when you i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not gonna torch here i work in the construction well, industry i don't believe in common sense yeah <laughs> common sense doesn't exist um but it's it's little things like when we design this bit of the holster we make it so you can't poke your little your little booger hook into the holster and pull the trigger while it's still in the holster. 
you would be shocked how many holsters we get sent photos of or see when we're we're out in the field or anything like that. But there's just like a dirty, great big inch gap down the side where you can just go, you know, airsoft, who cares? But, you know, you translate over to being mm. an armed response officer or a counterterrorism officer. You don't want that happening. Um, and, and stuff like that. You know, we, we also cut these to be a certain place to make sure your hand fits. And I've got little manlet holster making hands. So I don't, <laughs> I test it. We, we, we get the guy with the big hands in the workshop to test it, to make sure it's not pinching, it's not rubbing, little, just little stuff like that. Um, from an airsoft perspective, our pistols are predominantly airsoft spec. Predominantly. Most, some airsoft pistols are real spec. Some of them are not. So like Glocks, for example, Back in, back in the day when I started playing airsoft, if you had a Glock, you had to do some sort of mental agility to work out what holster you wanted to buy to fit your airsoft Glock 17, because the Glock 17 holster doesn't fit. Versus us, we just went, ah, oh, we'll just make it a Glock holster, and it will fit you like this. Glock 17, Glock 17L, Glock 18, Glock 19, Glock 20, Glock 22, Glock 34, Glock 35, Glock 43 and Glock 43X in like one holster. And that's not including torches. Yeah, that's... So like that sort of stuff that we can just bake into the holster. So we go, oh yeah, we can probably, if we move this or add this, we can make it do something else. And because we're sat here designing it and we're listening to customers and we're in kind of in the trench practitioners of it, that's, we can, we can change things. Um, you know, there, there's, that's that's kind of a, I'm I'm not like a big to my own horn stuff, but like you know we we get told or I see quite often, um, oh yeah they're just an airsoft company. If we were just an airsoft company, we probably wouldn't be doing stuff for cool people that walk around with the big black things over their faces, um, and we wouldn't we wouldn't designing be winning. Designing things to hold tubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. designing things to hold tubes, um, nondescript <laughs> tubes. Um, yeah, like we, we wouldn't be, if we were just kind of a run-of-the-mill kind of generic airsoft company, we wouldn't be doing defense contracts and, and stuff like that. And it's, you know, we, we, cool. we put our kind of, yeah, it's cool stuff. We, we put a lot of heart and soul into it and we're very, very competitive here and we like to think that we're, we're doing the best we possibly can. Uh, and to answer your question that you actually originally asked, <laughs> sub is gross. There's a reason no police department lets anyone use them. <laughs> enjoy, sh enjoy shooting your own buttock off. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's fine. I get it. I do get it. We, we had this chat ages ago. I'm not going to open it up. Again. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will. Talk I did come around. To, I did come around to your way of thinking. I do get it. I do I, understand. I have spoken to like um, the guys that are in charge of like procurement for police departments or like guys that train counter-terrorism officers and we'll just sit there and just nerd out about how awful server hosts are or like <laughs> we spoke with we spoke with he was uh ooh, ooh. yeah i could talk about it it's all good uh we spoke <laughs> with, uh, with a guy he was in charge of kit for the army and he basically said that when they swapped over to the radar holster which is the the current issue Block seventeen holster for the for the army. Um, there was a spout. There was a, there was there was about six months where the old stuff was getting phased out and the new stuff was getting phased in. Where people were, there were 
constantly people doing uh, having negligent discharges and the amount of people shooting themselves in the foot increased by like 1900 percent or something some horrific statistic like that where it's like well maybe we shouldn't put the button where the trigger is um <laughs> ooh, who do, ooh, i don't know um what do i know um but yeah that's why they're better than server holsters they're not the best holsters in the world because uh i don't think we'll ever make the best holsters in the world because i don't think that's particularly attainable for anyone um it's all kind of the best for whatever it is that you're doing yeah ah, cool good answer oh, good answer yeah I do like I do like my surplus still, but no. We'll have a chat after the show. We'll have a chat after the show, and we'll see if we can. Uh, he's just trying to. About that. He's just trying to to annoy me so much. I sent him. <laughs> Damn, he saw through my saw through my <laughs> ploy. Um, there's lots of people asking basically um, just what you sell at this point. So I'm just going to rattle through a few of these quickly. So Kenny says, do you do seven six two mag holders? G3 or Fowl? 762, yes. It's 762 NATO. They fit Scar, M14, Fowl, all that sort of jazz. G3, not at the moment, but we've got a G3 mag in the workshop. Just no one's said they were happy to order like four or five of them, basically. They have stupid things on the side that mean that they don't fit our normal 762 mag carriers. So yes and no. Okay. Yep. There you uh, go. Adventures of Zulu says, do you do a holster for the HK VP9? Yes, and we do light-bearing ones, and we will very soon have inside-the-waistband ones because uh, we made them for Warwickshire Police. Uh. Cool. Uh. Can talk um, about that one. Captain <laughs> Chaos, uh, do you think you could use a Kydex, uh, Kydex sorry, to make a dust cover for a rifle site as protection when transporting a rifle? You definitely could. Uh, it would probably be 10 times the price of just getting like the little rubber springy ones that you can get for probably about four quid from China. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely could do that. Forming something that's like a cylinder with a cap on it, yeah, it's a little bit difficult, but it's definitely doable. Um, but then I would probably say just getting a normal one made. Buying an off-the-shelf one would probably make more sense. That's just me. There was another question from somebody saying, are there any plans to make belts and webbing sets? But they've just taken their question back because they've actually just looked at your website now instead. So uh, there's that one. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Like what a guy. <laughs> Ryan says, do you have to request a specific would, mounting option? Oh, sorry, go on. Would that also have been the person that was late to the live stream? Was that, was uh, that it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, oh, yeah. it might have been. I saw that, I saw that comment. Um, <laughs> Ryan says, do you have to request a specific mounting option on each holster like Safari Land or Blackhawk, or do you, do, do you oh. drill all holes? Ryan. <laughs> Here we go. I know Here what Ryan did at the end of that. Let's carry on, yeah. go on. Yeah, we'll ignore that one. <laughs> we'll ignore it. Okay. <laughs> um, so we we developed basically like a modular TP system. Oh, I forgot my... Oh, I don't have my... I don't have our retail boxes. They have a lovely diagram on them. Um... This is also slightly off. This is a prototype. They don't normally, they're not normally slightly off center. Uh, basically, it will fit anything that uses three screws. So if it, Safari Land, Blackhawk, G Code, Blade Tech, FMA, I've not rattled these off for a while. Um, you, well, you can tell we've not gone to many events this year because I normally, these are normally on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, if it uses three screws to attach, it'll fit. 
uh, and that's standard across all of our pro series um, holsters, including the tracer stuff and all that jazz. So it will fit uh, a black hawk mount, spiral land mount, all that, all that jazz out the box. Nothing to, you know, you don't have to ask anything particular. Uh, it's all, all like that, um, and it comes with the three screws that you need to attach stuff. So if you already have a mount, or you already have a mounting system that you're like committed to, you don't, you end, you don't end up paying for stuff you don't need, and you don't end up having to order stuff that you've already got. That makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, he's got upset now. He says, uh, "Ed Gilly says <laughs> my name bans now." I was just trying to spare you, mate. That's all. Um, right. I'm conscious that time. Oh, sorry. I'm just conscious that time is obviously edging on. Um, you're going to be at NAE this year. NAF. Yes, we will be at the National Airsoft Festival this year. Um, yes, yeah, we're going to be there. Uh, it will be our fourth or fifth year in attendance. Nice big stand again. Um, we're hoping, originally, we had a great plan of like, we're going to have loads of stock and we're going to start prepping months and months and months in advance. <laughs> and then we got this dastardly contract that has taken up oh, all of our time. Economy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, making uh, money. Darn it. That's <laughs> awful. Um, as, as we're set, we're basically we should have about be able to sneak in about we've got like more we're carrying more stock than we ever used to carry so it shouldn't be as like last minute rush as it always is for us not that that affects the customers it just affects my sleep patterns but um we should we will definitely be there we'll definitely have stock we'll hopefully have more stock than we normally have because every single year we will sell out of a bunch of stuff before lunchtime on friday it's happened every year so far <laughs> and I'm desperately trying to not have that happen again because it's as as nice a feeling of it is it is of like oh you know we've sold out of this you know you know we sold everything that we bought with us for X Y and Z it's really crap to turn away like thirty people because they say oh we've got Mark twenty three hosters are like oh they're all gone son <laughs> like they they went on Friday by like quarter to eleven oh no sorry oh, yeah. um, so in theory <laughs> we're we're going to bring loads more stock with us, providing we, we keep on top of contracts. Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah. Can people that, pre-order with you? So could they, uh, like, if they want, time if they just, basically what we would say is if you just, uh, the nice way of phrasing this, if you definitely, 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 definitely want it before NAF, be organized and just order it from us the month before NAF and you'll have it in time. Um, we used to do pick up from the store or, you know, reserve and pay on the day. Um, and it was really crap. And we basically ended up with like 35 holsters in random boxes under the table. And then whoops, we've accidentally given that one to the wrong person or, um, oh, he's now back yeah. for this. And, and then, you know, one year we were like, we had loads of people asking for like a certain holster and we had like four of them reserved under the table. And three of those people never picked them up. And it was like, ah, well, we just, we've turned away selling those, those three things. So we yeah. just don't do it anymore, basically. You know, we'll, we'll occasionally do it for people that, like, we know will definitely turn up. Like yourself or Ed from Mr. Silly Gilly. You know, he's picked up stuff from us in the past. Because uh, we know that if you say you'll turn up, you'll definitely turn up. But yeah. for kind of our average day-to-day -day customer, we just say, just order it in advance or come to us Friday as soon as possible. And it should be there, especially this year. Fingers crossed this year. It should be done. Yeah. 
yeah, you shouldn't cool. sell out everything. Awesome. <laughs> Right, well, um, we'll roll into the news. So it gives us a bit of time after the news. If anyone's got any last-minute burning questions, feel free to do so. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with Kydex Customs, you can obviously do so on their website, which is on the screen now. So kydexcustomsuk.com. Go give them a chat. Um, obviously, if you're going to go to National Airsoft Festival, obviously bump into Tag and the team as well. Give them a little shout-out. Say hello. If you get the photo with them, post it on our Instagram as well. Give us a tag. That'll always be cool. We'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll come up Definitely with some prize. If you, if you get the best photo, I don't know. It'll just be entertaining. <laughs> it'll just be entertaining. <laughs> That's what we do on this show. We just get our all rhythms yeah. to try and um, amber. Harassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Let's roll into the news because I know a lot of people have been waiting mm. for this to this evening. So let's go. I News. News. Did that work properly? It didn't seem yeah. to work. That was it sounded realistic sound effects. I only got news. <laughs> oh, well, we got news. Yeah. So um, the, I guess the main bit of news this week is um, we've got something exciting that we're doing. So ready, Andy? Yeah. That's so loud. There we go. We're going to be doing our own event. We are we are launching our own Yay. November Fox Shot event. It's going to be called the introduction or the intro to Milsim. This is not a full Milsim event. Just to clarify straight no. off, this is a. It's almost like a training day. I guess the best way of placing it. Um, we're going to have a barbecue. There's going to be included in the ticket price ration packs. Um, that you get to have a full ration pack. It's a full day event, so you're there from all day. And then camping overnight, we've got um, professionally trained yeah. instructors on site um, that will be providing three different seminars. So you'll be kind of working in a bit of a round robin going to each of the seminars. Um, we're also going to have a, a battle sim as part of that yeah. as well to put some of that training and, and the like into practice. So that should be quite good fun. A uh, bit of a uh, social test evening. Equipment. Test, test equipment, equipment as well. So if you're thinking about getting a hammock, there's going to be a hammock set up for people to try out. Bashers, if you want to sleep under a basher for a night uh, without actually having to worry about getting up halfway through the night. Um, yeah, we're going to have lots of different things for people that are reasonably new or just starting out for them to try and see how they, see if there's anything in particular that they might like. So there'll be lots of stuff mm -hmm. there. Um, well, also, so it'll be a camp out overnight on the Saturday as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the Sunday, we get to have a lovely chat in the morning. We might even throw some breakfast in if we can uh, wangle that. Be through the, uh, yeah, we've got, <laughs> yeah, we've got our, uh, our go-to resident chef turning up. Um, we're going to have a full paramedic, so it's all done properly if, if there's anything that goes wrong. Um, it's very, very kindly supported by Empire Airsoft, so they're going to be uh, hopefully coming along as well. Uh, yep. So if you want to... Go and have a chat with them about buying any bits and pieces. So, yeah, Ooh, if you're be, interested... There'll be a waffle. There'll be a raffle. There's a raffle, yeah, yeah. Waffle, oh, We're doing all sorts. We've basically taken all the exciting bits of all these events that we've ever been to and we're like, yeah, we want to do that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, if you are interested, full details are on our website. There's a booking procedure that I spent my entire weekend trying to work <laughs> yeah. out how to do um, because I've never set that up before. So that was fun. That was fun. Uh, the ticket... 
Ticket prices will be £50. Um, we hope we've kind of made that as fair as possible, but we've got some mm-hmm. outlaying costs. Uh, there'll be two portaloos. Um, I get to buy a portaloo. Never, never ordered a portaloo before. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> the little things, the little things in life. It's the little things for me. <laughs> um, there's there's going to be goodie bags as well for when you turn up. Uh, so hopefully yep. it's it's worth the £50. We, we've tried try to pitch we've it tried as to make reasonable it as... as possible. Um any profit that we do make off of the show, uh, off of the podcast, for fuck's sake, I'm got so excited about talking about event. off of the event, um, <laughs> basically is going to be running into the podcast uh, to just sort of try and cover the costs um, of the stream. Yes, and nothing like, goes in our back pockets at no. all, which is very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I'll still but stay broke. <laughs> that's the methodology that we, we started this by, and <laughs> yeah. we're we'll, we'll sticking to that. Definitely, 100%. Um, and if it's popular, then we'll be looking to do it again in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's located, thank you, Adventures of Zulu. It's located on uh, a private site near Lingfield Racecourse. Um, so, as I say, all the details are on the website, there's a postcode. It, it's five or ten minutes from Lingfield, but we can't advertise the site until after you've purchased a ticket as yeah. part of the terms. It sounds a bit weird, but it's part of the terms of us being allowed to use that site. Um, it's a proper not a nice. Lay-by. Yeah, it's not a layby. <laughs> it's a service station. <laughs> It's a proper nice little woodland site. Um, yeah. Really, really nice place to go. Um, and we've been very fortunate to be allowed to use that as well. So, yeah, if you're interested, we're going to be doing a more of a QA and a on it next week if anyone has any questions. Um, in the meantime, there are tickets available. It has been open already for the last couple of days to the Buy Me A Coffee subscribers because we want yeah. to just say thank you for those people. Um, hopefully in the future, we might be able to do discounts through the Buy Me A Coffee memberships as well. Um, mm-hmm. But... It, it just isn't feasible at the moment because we have no money <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fork out £200 for toilets. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, not that I'm resentful, but yeah. Uh, there we go. Harry's already booked. Harry was our first purchaser. Um, he was. Early bird notification benefit from the Bobby membership. So, and I want to say thank you to Harry, Les, and John as well for having signed up uh, over the last couple of weeks. So thank you ever so much. It really yes, does thank you. It's a, it appreciated. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah, so that's full the, details that's the, the news. It is very exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're very excited. I honestly, I <laughs> genuinely Yay, can't wait. <laughs> the, the stress for the last two weeks has been as soon as we got the date sorted, I was just like, let's just do it now, let's just shout it out. Yeah, and they were like, no, you have to wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, now we can it, say, talk about it. Yeah, if it proves to be successful, we'll be hoping to do something again next year. Um, This is the first, well, I say it's the first event. We did run something slightly similar a long time ago um, as a bit of a test bed um, where this is the kind of the premiere. This is kind of hopefully the start of something, which would be exciting. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. That's the the little bit of news. Thanks, Tay. Um, right. So if there are any more questions, I've got, uh, a couple. So if they can't see anything, yeah, there's, oh, hey, there um, we go. uh, Braid, Brad, Brad, just Millie, Brad, Brad, JS Brad. Millie, Brad, just, um, do you make taser yeah, holsters one. for law enforcement? Um, they're not an off the shelf thing, but we can do them. Yes. It's well, it slightly depends on what model of taser you have, but for like most of them. Yeah. Awesome. Um, 
I think that was it. I think. Yeah. Just gonna just quickly double check. Oh, Kenny Rebel says that he's bought some or found some polycotton DDPM. So would that work? I'm not. I'm not a fabric specialist. Well, I say I'm not a fabric specialist. <laughs> Maybe um, send us a link or send us a message through either our Facebook page, contact us, live chat on the website, uh, anything like that, and then we'll say send us a link, and I'll have a nose. If it means that I just have to buy some, then I'll just buy some and then see if it works. Yeah, huh. cool. That's nice. Nice. Well, I think that's, that's awesome. pretty much it. So thanks ever so much for coming on, Take. It's genuinely been an absolute yeah, it's nice. pleasure yeah, having I'll... you. I've received four messages so far from people listening to the show that have said this is probably one of the better episodes that we've done. So um, I oh. don't know whether to take that with a pinch of salt or not. But it's normally shanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's how I heard that one. Yeah, normally you're crap. <laughs> No, it's absolutely pleasure. Genuinely, I mean, it's uh, I I didn't know a lot about Kydex as a whole, and I know that we've been chatting about getting you on the show for a little while mm, now. And I was like, oh, we've got to do it. We've got to get you on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, nah, it's wicked. Um, hopefully, we'll catch up at NAF, have a few drinks. Yes. That'd be quite cool. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm just I'm just sort of egging it out to see if there's any last minute questions that might come in. Nice. Um, I had one which we were chatting about earlier. So you obviously make a lot of plastic stuff. Yes. Plastics. Um is the plastic recyclable at all? Because obviously presumably yeah. there's lots of offcuts and stuff. Yeah, so for the most part, yes, but uh basically the only people that can recycle it are Sakusi plastics, who are the people that make Kydex. Um the people that run Kydex thermoplastics. Uh, and they're based over in the States. So getting said recycled recyclable plastic back to them is basically next to impossible. So, unfortunately, it's not massively recyclable, um, but we're quite efficient with how we do it. So we don't have a lot of waste. I mean, as just as a business, we we don't try and you know if we're we're wasting half a sheet of plastic every single time, oh, yeah. it's not you know that, that money basically being thrown away. Uh, so we we try and avoid it, but for um, for the most part, we. Uh, uh, it's not recyclable in the UK, that is. Yeah. Hmm. No, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Adventures of Zulu says, can you do, uh, can you use a piece of clothing for a random camo pattern? Yes. Yeah, yes and no. It's, if you, if it's the right type of fabric on the, the pattern, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's uh, a set of, um, like combat trousers or anything like that, they're usually made of like a type of cordura. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if it's like you know, that stretchy sports material, sports shirt material, I don't really want to put that anywhere near my nice hot heat press. Um, <laughs> not I can smell, smell the thought of doing that. Um, uh, yeah, and obviously, I would quite like it if said material was clean. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, can you wrap my holster in my sweaty socks, please? No, no, I'm not. Yeah. Going to do that. Um, I've got the old skid mark camo pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to reuse that, your step ones? <laughs> is that bricoflage because you bricked it, or like? I'm not <laughs> sure <if> I, <laughs> I 
I just I just like the idea that in the next couple of weeks you're just going to get inundated with emails of people going, oh, I've got this random fabric that I want to have, like a Hello Kitty holster or like, you know, something made out of like my mum's wedding dress or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, can you wrap my holster in a doily? Is that in a doily? <laughs> Actually, to be fair, a red plaid would be quite cool. Like for the um, we, we have done red plaid before, um, because we can find the fabrics. That that, that was literally the, the caveat was we said, can you find us the fabric? And they said, uh, yeah. Oh, will this work? And I was like, hell yeah, that will work. Um, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't far off what my shirt is. It was just a red and black plaid. But yeah, no, we can do it. Have done it. Yeah. We'll do cool. it again, probably. Emph emphasis on the custom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very yeah. much so. <laughs> well, take. We'll be in touch because yeah. I, I feel oh, that we, we we may need to be having some purchases. Um, oh, I definitely am. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, I just want to say as well, thank you to Daniel because he's just joined the Buy Me a Coffee. And I'm oh, apparently still much, a horrible Daniel. police prisoner, so no worries. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is the worst. <laughs> um, right, so next week we're going to be doing a Q&A. Uh, so if you have any questions Ooh. in the meantime, please throw them at us. Uh, no doubt people have a lot of questions about um, our event. Happy to answer those. Um, there was another question about where is it being held. I say Lingfield Racecourse is the nearest uh, kind of key Landmark. feature. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all the details on the website. So if you go on our website, uh, novemberfoxtrot.com forward slash, no, .co.uk. I can't even get our own website right. Um, oh. Forward slash intro dash to dash Milsim. Um, you can just go on the homepage. And there's a big banner on there as well and a big button. Um, so hopefully it's very visible. If anyone has a problem finding it, contact me and shout at me because I've already had the buy me a coffee people picking it apart because um, apparently I got the date wrong on one of the ads. Um, so yeah, it's just the stress of having set all this up. Next time it'll be seamless, but yeah, if we're working through it. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on our email, email of nofochat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo, and our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to get in touch with Take and Kydex Customs and show them some support with your lovely money, then go to kydexcustomsuk.com and highly recommend, even because we, we've got listeners across the world, Take. So, you know, hopefully this will, this will spur your international market. Yeah. It'll be amazing. <laughs> awesome stuff. Cool. Uh, right. Well, thank you ever so much, Take. Yes, thank you. Genuinely, it was thank brilliant. Um, um, and... We have some closing words. We always like to close the episode with a bit of we'll uh, closing words. Um, so I was going to, I was going to give take the opportunity to just any closing words yes. you want to have before we go. The closing remarks. Don't buy server hostels. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll do. That'll yeah, that's fine. That's I cool. love it. Nice yeah, one. Perfect. It's not, it's not, it's not quite dad advice, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's uh, excellent like advice. It. It's excellent <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, don't don't buy sub holsters and threadlock your screws. There you go. That's that's my that's yes. that will probably cover about sixty five percent of my emails. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Cool, nice one. Um, and one very last thing because I just realised I forgot to mention it. There's only thirty oh. tickets available uh, for our event. Um, so if if it does sell out quickly, I, I apologise. We can't have any more because we physically can't fit that many cars on the there's site. There's only so two we are capping it to thirty. Yeah, and one of those is already gone. 
So, uh, and there's only two loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much money on Porter loose. Anyway, we will see you all next week. Yes. Uh, Wednesday, 8 p.m. General Q&A. Uh, we'll see you then. Always on time. Say goodbye, Take. Say goodbye, Andy. Bye, bye, bye Andy. Stay nofo. <laughs> we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. bye. Hello. I'm really Hello. sorry. We're still live. I can't end the broadcast. <laughs> it's oh, coming. No. Hang on. <laughs> Why can't you end the broadcast? Uh, the button won't click. Oh, well, I can do that. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>